This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, my name is Agile, and I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon, and I believe you should too. Just go to patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners, to this episode 139 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I am John. Joining me, of course, as always, is Mo. Hey, everybody. And you know that George is here. Hey, how's it going, guys? It's going well. Yeah. In this episode, we watch the new thriller centered around a young girl investigating her mother's disappearance, test out some cool headset accessories to take your VR experience to the next level, and play a free multiplayer VR game that puts you in command of a fleet of starships. <laughs> starships. That's right. Arr. Starships. <laughs> and they're not starships. Right. Maybe they're pirate starships. Arr. Apparently they are now. <laughs> they weren't before. <laughs> Those topics and many more coming your way a little later in this episode. First, though, it is time for some fourth listener feedback on the show, this time in the form of an iTunes, or actually not iTunes, Apple Podcast review, wow. it is called now. It's wow. a extra effort in for this one. Yeah, I mean, two things there. First of all, somebody put in a review. Second of all, you taught John to say Apple Podcasts instead of iTunes. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I still did it wrong first, then I corrected it. So I yeah. half credit. Yeah. So. Baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> it totally counts, though. And it's a great review this time around from user Tapnappers. Subject line, <laughs> I want my GXG! Exclamation nice. point. <laughs> uh, and a five-star review to boot. Oh, wow. And here's what Tapnappers had to say. The podcast is great, especially the backtracks for me, but Gen X Grown Up is more than that. It's a community of folks who respectfully appreciate everything related to Generation X and beyond. These guys love sharing and love being shared with even George via YouTube, <laughs> Facebook, Discord, Twitch, Twitter, etc. I'm honored to be part of it. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. That's awesome. Even George. Even George. Even George. <laughs> That's great. Thank you, Tapnappers. It's yeah. been a few weeks since we got a review. I love when those trickle in. We love getting those. It really helps make us discover. I feel like the eighth damn dwarf at this point. <laughs> The fifth beetle? Yeah. The fifth right? beetle, the eighth dwarf, whatever. <laughs> You've been accused of being the fourth listener sometimes rather than the third, but I, I, I stand vehemently by you are the third listener. Yes, he is. I, I can't be the second or the first. I got to be the third. Well, at least the third. I'm always last. Didn't at we least talk about the third. this last time? At worst, time? third. Yeah, at, at worst. worst. It's really just at worst. <laughs> yes. There's no good way to say any of this. It's a rotating system. <laughs> if you would like to join Tap Nappers and hit us up with a review, you can do it easily wherever you listen. Look, whatever platform you're on, just click on, you know, say four or five stars, whatever you think we're worth. Five. Tell people why you like listening. It most says five. I agree. Five. Tell people why you listen, and it makes us even more discoverable. All right, so we got to get to the pirates soon. So it's time to jump into the body of episode 139 right after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show too. It helps more than you know. Is he gonna eat Jif too? Sure. It's gotta be Jif from my guys. Or girls. The difference is just being out of your taste. It says he means the world to me. I'll teach him to make the Jif all gone. It's the nutty one for your special one with a taste for peanut. I remember choosing the peanut butter for his first taste. I tried all the big brands and Jif had more fresh roasted peanut taste. Peanut difference in Jif. Do I have to share a few the girls? We're going to kick it off, as we always do here at the top of the show, talking about media we have been checking out. Now, of course, it could be a music or comics or film or books or TV or whatever it is. Uh, And George, I'd like to start with you. What have you been checking out in media? Well, uh, first of all, just a quick shout out in case anybody has been missing the series. Icons Unearthed just started their third series. I'm not Mm going to call it a Mm -hmm. season because they seem to be bringing them out every six months or so. Right. This one, you really have to like the thing that they're going to talk about before you want to watch it, but they're talking this season about the Fast and the Furious franchise. I know a lot of people out there probably aren't super fans of that. I actually ended up liking them after watching all the movies this past (laughs) year, so... Mm. (laughs) You have no choice, right? I know. I kind of want to watch this, and the first episode was pretty fun, but... Outside of that, the thing that I really enjoyed watching uh, over the last couple of weeks was a movie that also goes back to an old movie series. I don't know if you guys remember. Do you remember the House Party movie series with Kid and Play back in the day? Yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh Well, they've got a new house party out now with completely new cast. <laughs> I guess oh. you kind of call this a reimagining, maybe. Okay. I don't know the Kevin okay. Smith definitions of reimagine versus this, that, or the other, reboot, whatever. But it's two guys in South Central Los Angeles having a hard mm-hmm. time. One guy's trying to make money, and he's trying to help provide for his daughter, get her into the super nice uh, elementary school that he wants to send her to. And the other guy is, he's kind of the, let's say, the ne'er-do-well of the duo. He's the guy who kind of <laughs> you know, gets him in trouble all the right. time and has all these mm-hmm. schemes and whatnot. But their best friends have been for a long time. They work for a cleaning service who apparently goes around and cleans rich people's houses. That's okay. the setup to the fact that they end up in LeBron James's house. <laughs> Wait, isn't that the same setup of every Three Stooges movie also? I, it kind of feels that way. We're plumbers, we're electricians, we're cleaning we're, crew. Exactly. While they're there, they end up getting fired for some stuff. The ne'er-do-well part of the duo got them in trouble for on the previous houses jobs because, of course, there were cameras and they were filmed mm-hmm. and they were mm-hmm. smoking weed and getting in trouble and all that stuff. So they got fired while they were on the job. So that leads to them deciding, you know what? We we throw these house parties to make money all the time. Let's throw go. a house party in LeBron James's house. <laughs> sure. Oh. <laughs> what could go wrong? They gain yep. access to this man's computer. They send out invites to all his famous contacts. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they invite all their friends. They charge $100 a head at the door. They get 500 people in there. So they're making mm-hmm. money wow. hand over fist. 
And of course, everything goes well and everybody's happy and nobody ever finds out that they were in love or not. No, of course, everything not, goes no, wrong. I'm going to say, that's not a movie. <laughs> that's not a movie, yeah. <laughs> I'll just say things go so wrong that they get a koala bear high. Okay. Yeah. That's the uh, the prequel to Cocaine Grizzly is his yeah, yeah, really. koala bear now. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just as crazy. It's a fun movie. If you enjoy mm-hmm. the original House Party movies, you'll enjoy this. There are some definite cameos. I can confirm Kid and Play do make a cameo in this movie. Really? Okay. In the craziest way possible. Oh, wow. They've got famous people like Maya, Cuddy, LeBron James, of course, is Mm -hmm. in this. His house. Uh, T.I. plays an, he's actually one of the characters, not himself. So Mm, they have a lot of fun celebrity appearances throughout this thing. How would you say this is as a, again, follow-up continuation, whatever you said it is? Because that, that's a, what is that, like a 90s franchise is when those films first came out. Mm-hmm. People really yeah, love those. So, so it, and you, 90s, you like right? them is why you wanted to see this. How would you say this, as someone who was a fan of those coming into this one, it, it, what's it like compared or continuation? It has a lot of the same feeling. I don't think it holds the, if there is any magic of the first one, mm-hmm, right. but it was an enjoyable experience. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. I think if you were a fan of the first one and maybe the second one, because the third one, you know, they just like most series do, they kind of fall off, right? I know they made a third one. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> there you no go. Idea. I think they did, honestly. I don't remember. It's good. It's fun. It's lighthearted entertainment. On my AMC scale, it's absolutely mm. not full price. It's probably yeah. barely at the level of $5 Tuesday. It's really okay. Okay. between $5 Tuesday and a free AMC slot. Okay. Okay. Right. So fair enough. Yeah it's, yeah. yeah. it's worth it to go just turn off your brain, listen yep. to some fun, fun music, and watch some crazy antics, especially... Right. If you want to watch somebody challenge LeBron James to a one-on-one basketball game so he doesn't have to go to jail. Oh, okay. There's the huh. pitch. That should have been the trailer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can imagine he goes to jail. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> Mo, I'm really more interested, though, in the thing that you have on the list because I just watched the first episode of this, oh, yeah. this thing and... Oh my God. Mm. It's awesome. Yeah, you're not kidding. It's The Last of Us. Oh, right. It was on HBO Max. Uh, the first episode came out. See, it's now the 20th, so it was a week ago. And let me tell you, it's based on a video game. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever played it. It's a PlayStation game, so I actually never played the game myself. But mm-hmm. it's it's basically a, one, a zombie apocalypse kind of thing, except mm-hmm. the, the thing that makes this really, to me, kind of cool is that it's a fungus that does it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, you know, like, you ever see these nature shows where, like, a fungus takes over, like, a caterpillar and makes it do crazy yeah. stuff? Yeah. Well, that's yep. what this fungus does to people. Mm. And this takes place like, I mean, it starts with just when it started and then it jumps like 20 years ahead, you know, like okay. immediately. First off, it was just insane. Like the whole beginning part where the fungus starts taking over people and, you know, making mm-hmm. them bite other people to be infected, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Pedro Pascal is the lead in this one. He plays the guy. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they're keeping to the original story from what I know about it, which is a guy with a little girl having to transfer her across country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the yeah. only safe places yeah. are these cities that are completely walled off. Mm-hmm. Everybody who comes in gets checked. And if you have the fungus, you're basically, that's mm-hmm. it. You know, there's no, there's no second no, chance. They hit there. spray with a fungicide or something. Nope. <laughs> Nothing like that. Work. Well, if they yeah. do, it's the kind that kills you. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's how they make sure the fungus is dead. Kind of a non-starter. Okay. And let me yeah. tell you, you didn't see too much really of the zombie-isk, I guess I call them zombies. But when you do see them, whoa, they're creepy. <laughs> they're weird. I mean, talk about things growing out of their mouths. I mean, oh my God, it's just, it's just freaky. Yeah. It, to me, it captured that 
feel of just people living in this walled off city, not a lot of hope really. Mm -hmm. And then there's something that happens that gives them a little hope. I mean, it to me, it's just so well done. I am so looking forward to the rest of the series. I'm pissed off it's weekly. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I can tell you, Mo, from having played the game myself, mm -hmm. thanks to Marcus R. from Minnesota, who gave me a PlayStation 4 <laughs> oh, a yeah, while yeah. back. Hey, that's a deep I'm cut throwback. Nice yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> so the reason why I wanted the PlayStation really was this game. Last of oh, Us really? has okay. been a game that I've been dying to play my whole life ever since it came out. Like 10 years ago, this game came out. It's yeah, crazy. It's old game. The first episode, Mo, mm -hmm. pretty much mirrors everything in the first few parts of the game so far. Oh, like, okay. Mm. Not exactly the same, uh, yeah. but very, very close. So the one part that's different that you didn't talk about is that little 1960s preview that they kind of did at the very beginning. Oh, yeah, that was cool. You can see it in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. So, John, this is something that I think you would like if you get okay. the chance to go watch the episode. And I don't want to do right. a whole lot of spoilers. We probably should have done a spoilers thing before House Party and everything else in this segment. <laughs> yeah, but I'm probably the only one party. that didn't see it anyway, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think House Party, I mean, everyone knows that plot. So, I think <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. Good point. <laughs> Can you spoil House Party, really? You're going to yeah, see it. But in the 1960s, they had three people up on a stage, John. One of them is Big Brain from Silicon Valley. Right. Oh, okay. Same kid All who right. was also in the internship. The tall guy that was in the middle is from another favorite show of mine, Hell on Wheels. He was the Swede in that. And then the third guy that was explaining the whole fungicide coming to kill us in the future kind of thing that was trying to clue everybody in, mm -hmm. he mm -hmm. was a series regular on the Spartacus series. He was the house lord oh, yes. yeah. on Spartacus. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then he was in Flash and a few other things. So they've got these three really good guys setting up this whole premise. And Mo, the thing I love the most about that scene, when he explained how the fungus controlled the ant, like it would go through its circulatory system, get into its brain, tell it to do all the crazy things and right. drive it crazy and keep it alive mm -hmm. keep mm. it from decomposing I paused it right there, turned to my wife and said, holy shit, that's the best zombie film explanation <laughs> yeah. ever. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, I mean, wow. how realistic, eh, but it may, I'm saying you, you could dispel disbelief and go with this one so easily. Yeah, because it's the first time we didn't have lazy zombie writing. I'm a yeah. huge zombie mm -hmm. film fan oh, and yeah, nerd. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But every time somebody gets to, why are there zombies? Zombie virus. Right. It's just yada yada get. zombies and back to the story, right? There's, there's right, no good right. scientific explanation Something on the usually. brain turns the brain hot. That's it. And yeah. the reason why is because they never predict the zombie virus. It's always the scientist trying to figure out after it happened. This oh, predictive point, yeah. 1960s scene makes all the difference in these kind of storylines. Yeah. It's wow. the best part of episode one and it's the best explanation of any kind of a zombie virus type of film that i've ever seen it's yeah. better Dang. even than 28 days later mm, which is really I know good. You're a big fan of that one yeah yep because they weren't really zombies in that 28 days no, later right? neither of these are traditional zombies right. they're, not they're back infected from the dead. right yeah and actually the game is going to be coming out for the pc like they're oh, already yeah? recorded, but it's coming out i think in a couple months and it's man they're charging premium for it right off the bat oh so they're going to get every dime based on this yeah. episode oh, they're going to get every dime they want for this I'm definitely trying to get it. So, yeah, so that's what I was watching. But, uh, John, the one you saw was a movie I really wanted to see and didn't get a chance to. So I'm really curious to hear your opinion of it. Yeah, I think all three of us were looking forward to yeah. this. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a, the film's called Missing. 
It's actually what they're calling a standalone sequel to 2018's Searching that mm-hmm. we oh, really well, That's how they're positioning really it. Good. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, I, I can't wait to watch it again because in the first 15 minutes or so, I swear I saw some images from news reports that happened during the first film, the searching oh. film. They don't call oh, attention really? to it. It's just like on the screen. I'm like, backs. isn't that that guy from the, you know, anyway, the point is not that it's connected. It's just the point is it's a similar type of movie, which I'll talk about in a second. The overarching premise, which I know we all know, only I have seen it. I think George and Mo have not yet. I know you're going to want to, and I'm not going to spoil anything for you. It's not that kind of movie. I literally sat in the theater the last three movies I went to with my Mm -hmm. fingers in my ears going, la, 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 because I heard there was (laughs) too much in the trailer. It gave too much away. So I don't know what was in the trailer. I I didn't watch it. Uh, The premise is there's this young lady named June. Uh, When the film starts, you learn that her father passed away 10 years ago Mm -hmm. or so. She lives Mm -hmm. with her single mom. Well, the single mom has a new boyfriend they're going off on a holiday trip overseas you know to, out of the country and while they're away they both disappear the, the, like luggage right. is gone they don't arrive on the plane the thing i love about this movie and what i loved about searching is it's this amazing kind of detective whodunit story where it, everything happens on a computer screen yeah and previously it was kind of the protagonist computer screen as he was researching it in mm-hmm. this one they do a little twist where it could be anybody's computer screen if it's a surveillance camera or any, it starts largely inside of this girl's computer and she's on a a Mac and she's using FaceTime and she's using, uh, you know, locate and here's a ring doorbell. And if somebody shows up at the door, Mm -hmm. the way you see who's at the door is it pops up ring ring and it shows the person at the door. If she learns about something, you see her going to another tab and typing real quick to search and find out about it. And you find yourself throughout the movie going, no, 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 there was, there was a result backspace, backspace. Cause you see something before <laughs> she did. And you remember how cool searching was, how they did yeah, this yeah. inside of the computer yep. thing. They play with that even more in so many different ways they, they'll take a, an arrow that's somewhere and they'll do this cool swoosh. And it's actually the arrow on a navigation app where somebody's going somewhere. Uh, they they uh, use it more, more mm. dramatically in different ways. And I don't mm. want to spoil anything at all, but there's even a time where you think you're watching something and it's not what you thought you were watching. And you're like, well, how's this on a computer screen? Oh, you got me. There's so many cool places where you think they broke the rules. And it's like a game within the story of an amazing story. Wow. I mean, I love searching. I mean, Mm. and to me, Mm -hmm. my worry was that it was too much of a gimmick. You know what I mean? Like that whole, Mm -hmm. you know, like they did like Blair Witch and everybody was doing those first, you know, found footage things. The shaky cam found footage, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but it sounds like they they were able to keep it fresh and, and it worked with this movie from what you're telling me. I had so much fun watching this movie. I was sitting there thinking... I would watch a mystery. This was a series. I would watch this mystery series every single week. I know it's got to be so much okay. work to put this together and make it seamless and and edit it properly. But I got that same that same rush of fun endorphins that I got in searching. I won't <laughs> say it's as good as searching. I would still put searching above it a bit. Okay. This one kind of has almost has too many twists because they're trying to top mm. themselves. Oh, right. It, it doesn't make it bad, but it's like it. you didn't need that 17th twist like you did to change things up necessarily <laughs> right uh, and i'm exaggerating because i don't want to give away how many twists there are but uh, if you enjoyed searching if you enjoyed that method of storytelling that you're seeing what the protagonist sees you're looking through her eyes seeing what she's figuring out 
about when she realizes stuff, you know, you see something in this one picture, like that's the same guy who's doing this thing. And when she comes to real revelations about how to get things done, this is full price. This movie, I would go see it again at full price. Honestly, I'm excited just like I was searching to have it digital so I can watch it again and deconstruct it. Look for okay. how she figured stuff out. It's great. I can't believe there was a weird one. I don't know, maybe a year or so ago about someone who's being groomed by a terrorist and there was a oh, similar yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of story. Uh, yeah, I yeah, saw that I remember one. That I can't one. remember yeah. the yeah. name of it. Yeah. It was that, crappy, that, but I saw that one. Yeah, that one didn't pan yeah. out. So like you were worried, George, hey, if this is this kind of genre that people are going to you know overkill like a Blair Witch kind of thing, it could be, but this is not one of those films. This is on par oh, okay. with the one that we really enjoyed. So you definitely should go out and check out Missing. It's a blast. Oh, wow. Nice. Very cool. I'm excited. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. It fits. No nonsense patios. The first patios with 16 point contouring shapes itself perfectly from your ankle all the way to your waist. It fits you like no other patios around. And that's no nonsense. New no-nonsense light support. It not only invigorates, but with tapered support styling, it's our most comfortable light support ever. No-nonsense light support, because you never get tired of feeling good. And that's no-nonsense. I'm going to start Tekken Toys with something that is kind of scary. Yeah. I don't okay. know if you guys heard of this. Ah. And it's been making the news. It's been making the news a lot lately. <laughs> he scared me. <laughs> so have you guys heard about this open AI chat? I don't know if you guys heard yeah. of this. It's making the news. Yeah. Have you? Okay. I'm not sure I have. Tell me about it. So it's this experiment that they're doing that basically you go, it's it's a website. You go on there, you register, you can, mm-hmm. and you can just basically put questions. You can put descriptions, requests, conversation, anything you want to, and this thing will respond to you like a person. Right. Okay. You know? The first time they did this, I think a, a year or so ago it became like racist and misogynistic like immediately so they yeah. cut stopped it <laughs> was it getting its data from the internet that makes yes, sense that's exactly what the problem that's exactly what the problem is um yeah. they fixed that so now you, it won't do that now teachers are like really worried because students are using this to write papers and they can't uh-huh. tell yeah hmm. so I've been following this story, Mo. It's not just that they can write papers and the teachers can't tell. It's the tools that the teachers used to have to tell oh, right. when things were oh were to look for copy copies. and paste yeah. it from Wikipedia mm-hmm. and stuff. Those yep. tools don't work. Now, oddly enough, Mo, I don't know if you read this or not. There's already a tool to combat this thing. Oh, is there? Okay. For that purpose. <laughs> and guess who it was written by? No idea. A student. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I get kind of tracks, actually. <laughs> so he is absolutely the most popular guy in his college oh, yeah. right Goody now. Goody two-shoes. Teacher's bet. But uh, just to give you an example, though, like, you know, I've been fooling with this, and it's easy to get down this rabbit hole with this thing up, just typing your request and seeing what it does. Mm-hmm. I typed in, like, write a paragraph describing walking down the street of New York City in 1985. Okay. And it gave me this paragraph and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it's like the sounds of honking cars, chatter, and the clattering of the subway trains can be heard from all around. It wasn't like generic statements. It's like good writing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, the fashion of the time was eclectic with people sporting a mix of styles from punk to new wave and everything in between. I'm like, holy crap. (laughs) Yeah. 
And it was a whole paragraph of this. You really need to stop explaining this thing, because this is what I'm using to write Escape Room Season 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, well, you, now that kid's going to blow your cover. You're going to look it up. And I know, we'll, right? We'll, exactly. We'll know. <laughs> Again, I just ran him. I'm like, write two paragraphs describing walking down the street in Spain in the 1500s. It gave me two mm. paragraphs talking about the architecture and what people were wearing. Wow. And so this is what I did, which scared my girlfriend a little bit. I said, write an apology for me being late to dinner. Mm -hmm. A text that I would send, and it wrote yeah. the best freaking text to your girlfriend <laughs> for being late to dinner that you would swear came from a person. Like, you read these, yeah. they do not sound computer AI generated at this all. This thing might save relationships. Could you imagine? Right. Please write, write apology. a letter to my wife <laughs> explaining why it was okay for me to cheat with those three cheerleaders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, you should start wow. going in. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck, AI. That just fries the AI. Right? Right. It's like, no, exactly. The URL is chat.openai.com. Yep, and you do have to like create an account, but you could have like conversations as well. So I typed in, I said, give me three arguments against the existence of God. And it gave me three really good, well arguments. I said, "Give." And I just typed in, "Give me the counter arguments." And it gave me yeah, all the counter. It did arguments. that too. Wow. wow. From what I hear, people are actually having conversations with it, like talking to it, and it's responding, and it's just bizarre, and it, it's frightening just hmm. how good a job this is doing. These things are proliferating everywhere. Like you can't scroll through your feed on Facebook without the thing saying. Here, create your chatbot AI friend thing. And they not only have the thing that will verbally communicate with you, mm -hmm. but it's got the whole image that it creates. You know, you say man or woman or whatever, and you describe, and it creates the physical bot. And the more you interact with it, the better it gets to know you and yeah. it becomes your AI buddy. I'm in the middle mm -hmm. of rewatching the old TV show Humans and I'm oh, like, oh, yeah. okay, this is too on the nose now. And that <laughs> show was only like six, seven years ago. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. it started to remind me of that movie Her. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. With the yep. computer AI and that became everyone's friends and stuff. Yep. But just to give you this last one, I said, give me a text message to send to my girlfriend to let her know that I love her. And I, I was typing this in front of her so she knows about this. Yeah. It said, just wanted to remind you how much you mean to me. I love you more than words can express. Can't wait to see you soon. Wow. wow. I was like, nice. I, of course, Copy I can never paste. use that now. But <laughs> well, write me another one. <laughs> yeah, actually, you can <laughs> use a different one that doesn't use these words. Um, but I could see why teachers are worried. I mean, oh, yeah. honestly, yeah. if I had something like this when I was in college... I'd have used it. I Yeah, I'd be <laughs> tough not to. Yep. And they said the more you use it, it'll actually sound more like your voice too. That makes sense. As well. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's crazy. If you get a chance, you could get down a rabbit hole just playing with this thing, you know, just typing yep. in just random stuff and seeing what it says and responds and stuff. So if you get a chance, it is kind of fun to do it. But like I said, it's a little frightening. I hadn't heard of it at all. I'm definitely going to check it out. It sounds interesting. I don't know what I would use it for, but it sounds like an interesting like gadget to mess with to see how yeah. far it's come. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I just typed in like... Tell me how to change a tire. Just yeah. and it gave me detailed instructions how to change. I mean, it's it's just crazy. Mm -hmm. yeah. So who needs people anymore? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So now that we don't need people anymore for conversations, you know, John, what do you got? <laughs> you just said we don't need people. Why are we asking John what he's got? Yeah, we're not even talking right now. This is all AI generated. I show. have <laughs> a gadget I would like to talk about. <laughs> 
I think it was the last episode or maybe a couple episodes ago, I was talking about something and George, you mentioned the mm-hmm. Hyperkin Retron 77. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it was one of the many Atari gadgets we were talking oh, right, about. Yeah. And this is something that I actually picked one up last year at some point and I hadn't really opened it for a while. I hadn't fussed with it. I actually have mine here. I, of course, have the wood grain one because you have of to course. have oh, the yeah, wood right, grain right. if you're going to get a Retron 77. The reason this thing is so cool, I wanted to talk about it. I've been using it more lately. It's effectively, it's an Atari 2600 in reality. So okay. it, it is an Atari. It has a slot. I can take a cartridge and plug into it. I can play regular Atari cartridges, but it has an HDMI output. So no more finding Uh, a TV you have to hook it up to. Across the front, it has plugs for regular nine pin controllers, you know, start, reset, difficulty switch. On the back, there's color black and white, reset button. One of my favorite buttons on the whole thing is a button called Fry. Fry is, did you ever sit bored with your cartridges and didn't want to play them, but you try to like turn it on and off fast or pull the cartridge in and out to try to get glitches? No. I mean, no. I've done that by accident, oh, I definitely too, did. You, you yank a cartridge out okay. before. You might have seen it by accident. So yeah. this is a thing where you can basically like scramble the memory as if you pull cartridges in and out and you have the same experience because you can't just turn this on and off. It digitally turns off completely. It doesn't have capacitors that cool down or anything. So right. you have that button. So you can simulate the experience of goofing around with your Atari. Wow. So all that would be cool on its own. I think it goes for like 80 bucks or so. Yeah, so it's, it's what I saw it for last time on Amazon. Yeah. yeah. It's on par with just buying a used 2600, but it plugs right. into your, you know, plugs in your TV easily. Regular TV. Yeah. So it does all of that great. It actually comes with a controller that uh, looks very much like an old CX40. But what it extra has is on the back, a micro SD card mm-hmm. where you can load it up with <laughs> the entirety of your Atari 2600 ROM collection. Oh, so you don't need And cartridges. have them all here in a menu. You could do both. You could play cartridges. If you boot it with no cartridge, it'll boot off the SD card. Oh. When you first get it, you go and get the firmware update that puts the most recent version of everything on there. It mm-hmm. runs Stella emulation, that great emulation package oh, that right, yeah. has been matured over the years. And there's a version of that that runs embedded inside of this thing. You update with firmware. It's like everything you like about the 2600 without any of the downsides. You can play your cartridges. You can play your emulated stuff. You can goof with it. You have save states. So if you're in the middle of a cartridge, you want to save. There's a button right on the front, save and load. So if you're on a difficult part, you're trying to get through that. It has all of that. And this is the second one I bought because I I bought one with some credit (laughs) I had at my daughter's game store, but it was the orange one. And then I found out there's a wood grain version. So I had to buy the wood grain version. (laughs) So I have an extra orange one if anybody wants to buy a used one that hasn't been opened, but I'll sell it on eBay or something. But as 2600 fans, this is a neat way to not give up on the cartridges you've collected or you picked up at you know stores or whatever. And it works with all of them. Plus it works with your emulated stuff and easy to plug in. So it's a great package. You had mentioned before, you know, hey, this is kind of like these plug and plays. It kind of isn't that because it doesn't have any games itself. It's a piece of hardware. It's a console right. that does what your Atari did and then some and then some and then some. So it's very, very cool. I recommend it if you're interested. I'll definitely give you a link, Mo. I'll throw it down in the show notes. And it's going to be the link to the wood grain one because that's the cool one. That's the best one. Absolutely. <laughs> it is. Uh, but I'm going to move on to George. You were talking about your experience getting uh, more and more, get your feet wet in VR and you're continuing sure. to add on to that with your tech toy today. Yeah. We, so in the Gen X Grown Up Discord channel, genxgrownup.com slash Discord, we have Excellent. a VR gaming channel. <laughs> And a lot of the people who are in our Discord group already 
have a lot of experience with VR gaming. Mo, I know you mm -hmm. have a VR headset just oh, yeah. like I do, the Quest 2. King of Nerds, who is also one of our channel sponsors, he is mm -hmm. in there constantly helping out. Brad B, um, he's been one of those guys, he's just tirelessly advocating for this VR setup. He's always like, oh, mm -hmm. you got to try this game and try this app and do this thing. <laughs> One of the things that right out of the box is a little, I, I just want to say disappointing, I guess, is mm -hmm. the head strap that you use with the traditional Quest 2. It comes with this rubberized, like, I don't know, fabric-y, elastic kind of head strap that it goes over the top of your head and then around mm -hmm. the sides. And you have to pull things apart to adjust the tightness one yeah, way and re-Velcro this thing here. Mm -hmm. It's sufficient for what it needs to do, which is holding the headset on your head. That's about it. There's no real comfort to it. It lets okay. a light of light in through different parts of your face. Yeah. Setting it up between one person and another, if you want like a friend to try your headset to get them mm -hmm. having fun with this. It's a pain in the butt. Well, of course, as soon as the Quest 2 came out and this head strap sucked, tons of people started making better versions oh, yeah. of these head straps. Mm -hmm. The one that I bought is from a company, and I don't know why they're called this, but Bobo VR. I don't know <laughs> sure. what Bobo means. I'm not, not? sure if like, not? that was the company dog who died <laughs> yeah. or something, but they make a series of head straps and... Mo, you and I were talking about before we started the podcast, mm -hmm. there's like six different versions of their mm -hmm. head straps. Stay away from the ones that are called Pro. I know usually mm -hmm. we would advocate yeah, for Yeah, that's the better Pro, ones usually, right? Right. Right. That's usually the top. But in this case, the Pro series came out first. It's like they took and listened to all the ideas when people said, oh, I like the Pro, but I wish it did this. They mm -hmm. released a new series. This one they called Plus, not Pro 2 or, mm -hmm. you know, Pro version 2 or any, just Plus. So it's okay. weird. When you look at them, you think Plus came out first and Pro second. You think. It's yeah, not right. the case at all. Okay. Now, with Plus, there are three different flavors. There's Plus, there's Plus M1, and then there's Plus M2. The M2 is what <laughs> I got. How confusing. I know, right? I know. <laughs> Everyone listening, you should find a podcast you trust to really map this out for you. Hey, wait, you're solved. <laughs> right? <laughs> so the M2, the reason why I suggest that one, it comes with two removable batteries, which are the key point to why this head strap is so good compared to all the other head straps out there. It mm. also comes with a charging base for each of the batteries, and it's one base that charges both batteries simultaneously, if you like. See, both batteries? You can charge both batteries on I the mean, single base. it comes base. with multiple batteries. And... It comes with two batteries, yes, sir. Oh, nice. That's what okay. the two is for in the M2. Ah, oh, so the battery's not built into right. it then? No, 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 no. Oh. That's the other cool part. So okay. you put the head strap on, and you've got the Quest 2 in front of it. You attach mm. the head strap to the Quest 2, then you put it on. On the back, behind your head, and for those who watch mm -hmm. the video of this, you'll be able to see what I'm doing. There's a little <laughs> slot that has like six or seven little pins and mm -hmm. two high-powered magnets. And the battery mm. also has the receptacles for those pins and its own magnets. Okay. You can hold it four or five inches away, and it snaps into place automatically. Mm. It's very satisfying. I've never had it misalign or anything like that. It okay. is perfect every single wow. time. It has the same kind of magnetic can place on the charge pad. So when oh, you sure. drop it on the charge pad, snaps into place. Why is that important? If you're in the middle of playing, 
this battery is on your headset. As the battery drains down, you just, without taking your headset off, pull the battery off, drop it onto the plate. You don't have to see it. You just kind of have to know the general area where the plate is. <laughs> mm -hmm. Pick up the new battery, drop it onto your headset. You continuously play without missing a beat. Oh, that's cool. Wow. So how much extra time? Because that was one of my big complaints when I first got the Quest was the battery life. Like it's just the, the mm -hmm. battery comes with it just not last long enough. Yeah. How much yeah. extra does this give you? So with the regular Quest headset, I've been experiencing about an hour's worth yeah. of game time with the okay. battery that's built into the mm -hmm. headset. Each one of these batteries seems to allow me two hours before I see my headset's power capacity start to drop from 99%. Wow. Ooh. So oh. the battery itself seems to have about two hours. Okay. Now, with that being said, you get two batteries, and it mm -hmm. looks like it takes each battery about an hour 45 to charge fully from <laughs> fully the charge. Drink. Okay. So... In theory, as long as you can stand the sweat that you're getting while you're playing, <laughs> you can play forever with this headset. Very cool. Wow. You just live yeah. in VR for the rest of your yeah. life. You could. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how comfortable is it? And is it easy to adjust? It's extremely comfortable and it's extremely easy to adjust. So especially with the battery on the back, it does mm -hmm. something that the regular Quest head strap doesn't do. It balances the two. Mm. So the, head, oh, okay. the Quest headset itself is pretty heavy and it kind of pulls mm -hmm. down on your forehead and nose. With the battery on the back of this thing, it feels like the whole thing along with this new head strap is perfectly balanced. I love that part. Uh, mm -hmm. As far as adjusting the head strap, it's really simple. It folds into a 90 degree angle right in the middle. That's how you take it off and put it on. When you okay. unfold it so that the whole thing is on the 180 degree parallel, mm -hmm. the part that's behind your head is like a little cup padding situation that's very similar to the one that's on your face. And behind that, there is a dial that you twist to make it kind of sink and shrink to your head. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So it's just yeah. like the things that I see when I go to a convention or if I go to a VR gaming place mm -hmm. and they put a head strap on you. That's what this seems to be like. I think the ones they have are probably this Bobo VR M2. More nice. like this. Huh. Yeah. 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 Well, you ought to call this one the pro because this is more like yeah, what you really. saw at professional venues. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Either way. And you said it was, did you say how much it was? I don't remember. I don't know if I did, but I believe I paid like 70 or $80, maybe 90. I remember okay. there was a discount when I bought it, but I think, okay. I think like between 80 and 90. Okay. And you okay. feel good about spending that money? You feel like you're... I absolutely do. Okay. The, the headset right. itself, Quest 2, if you want to buy it, $400. That's what you're going right. to spend. Uh, mm -hmm. You can get a code from a friend who already has one and you can get a discount and they get some money too. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, $400 is what you're going to spend. So to spend an extra 80 or 90 to have a much better experience that now you can play for as long as you want, I think that okay. part is worth it. All right. So Very better comfort, cool. longer play, yep. and you should get more satisfaction out of it overall. So Absolutely. It makes your original investment that much more valuable by plugging that extra money it into does. it. Yeah. It's, right. it's kind of like huh. if you buy a car, like say you buy a Honda Civic and then you want to do nice things to it. Like you want to get a new stereo, oh, new sure. wheels, new tires <laughs> or rims or whatever to make it yeah. more your own. That's kind of what mm -hmm. this is. Gotcha. All right. It's the spinning wheels. <laughs> spinning wheels. <laughs> we get some hydraulics in your VR gear for you. All kinds of cool right, stuff we there can you add. Go. <laughs> my name is Cindy Burnett and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, 
personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out. Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at genxgrownup.com. Well, pass on, taste that's new. Old El Paso frozen entrees in your grocer's freezer. Pass the old El Paso. Try and taste that new. Pass the old El Paso. Pass, pass, pass. the old El Paso. This is the main event of the podcast. For the three in attendance locally and the millions listening around the world. Ladies and gentlemen. It's time! time to talk about games, and there's no sense wasting time in the 2D world. Mo, take us into <laughs> the VR 3D world, because I know you have a VR game you want to talk about. Oh, yeah, I mean, for sure. So this game I found, because it was an art, you know, I get those random articles in my newsfeed, mm-hmm. and this was like, somebody said, the best VR game that's free. I was like, hey, oh. free, I'm there. Okay. It's called Gods of Gravity, and it's a multiplayer, kind of a space combat simulation game but it's just so much fun to play i tell you i played it only for maybe like an hour or so but i could see me spending so much time playing this game how it works is that basically you have a your home planet and your ham, home okay. planet produces spaceships right yeah and it produces a certain okay. number and you have moons okay. and you could basically send some of those ships to the moons then they'll start mining that for resources so you can generate more ships you know like you know mm-hmm. you can and as you okay. expand out like a civilization increases, builder kind of thing yeah and it increases the mm-hmm. area that you can expand out to the more the further out you go you know so basically simple but the mechanics and how the game is played is just so much fun because how you actually like send ships like to the moons is that you your controller you grab the ships with your hands and you throw them at the planet and then you see the, the ships kind of fly to the planet <laughs> oh because you're in vr and you're like you yeah, go there so you're like throw throwing paper airplanes or something yeah exactly it's like throwing a paper airplane um and then when you start going after like other planets that are far away you could create basically was like a wormhole they call it which connects your planet ah. to that planet and all of your ships now start funneling to that new planet and start ah. attacking hmm. you know and then you could you could turn those off and and that's where like the strategy comes in you can only expand to where your influence goes out to so so it's like, okay, I could move all my ships from these planets back here because they have to get through these planets in order to reach it. And mm. as long as I keep so many planets there and the, as the game goes, it gets a little more complicated. Like you can start having like satellites, defense satellites around your planets. And mm-hmm. there's certain like bonus thing powers you can get depending on which avatar you pick, that kind of stuff. But let me tell you, this thing is such a freaking blast to play. I mean, you see a planet and it tells you like a number above it, which is kind of the strength. So you're like, oh, and you just send all your ships, you watch them fight each other. Mm-hmm. You know what this is? What? This is VR Spaceborne Risk. Sort of, kind of, except you don't have like that Asia area that no one could ever hold, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely threw parts of Risk around like you're throwing yeah. things in VR. That's definitely right, happened. Yeah, true. <laughs> but you're right, though. It is very similar that you're building and then sending out to attack, uh-huh. but you want to hold some yeah. back to protect your land, you know, protect your territories, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it yeah. absolutely has that feeling. I don't know why I got this thing when I was playing the game, but I kept thinking of that 
movie and book Ender's Game. You know, oh, yeah, you guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes where sense. they had like the yeah. battle room. Right. Mm-hmm. This kind of feels like something that they would have there for them to like practice strategy and do right. stuff like that yeah. with. Super easy to learn, super easy instructions, and just so much fun. You know what I was envisioning from your description is Homeworld, Mo, where you're making ships and Ooh, sending them out okay. and expanding. But is this mission-based or it's really just more like civilization, like some more of a, a continuum of how big can you grow? Um, it's not meant to for long-term play. Okay. It's, it's, it's meant for session play. So either you play against other people live okay. mm-hmm. or you play – and they have campaigns that you could do, single campaigns that you kind of work your way through, which kind of teaches you the Okay, game. well, that's kind of like Homeworld too, a, a little bit because it yeah. had uh, – yeah, all right. And actually the guy who wrote the article is talking about like he says – for some reason, I'm really good at this game. He says, I think it's because I played Homeworld. Oh, okay. <laughs> there, you go. Because, well, there you go. Because you are, because you're moving through this space mm-hmm. and you have to look, think three dimensions, you know, because yep. it's not just yep. straight ahead. Oh, I'm managing resources and building managing ships. Managing resources. That's all right. Ships, yep. And there's there's a couple, like there's shield ships and, and it doesn't get ridiculously complicated. The campaign definitely just eases you into it, which I like. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to add one new element. Now learn that. You know, here's the next new element instead of like throwing up a million things at you at one time. So it's just a lot of fun. And I definitely, I threw it out to our Discord channel. George, what's mm-hmm. our Discord? GenXGrownUp.com slash Discord. There you go. Zing! Uh, I do have Discord. <laughs> and since it's free, I'm like hoping to, like I said, to get a bunch of people and try it out like as a group. After, yep. you know, give them a chance to play through some of the well, single. It's free after you buy a $400 headset. Well, it's like any console, right? <laughs> I mean, it's as free as any game you get after buying a $2,000 gaming PC. So Okay. <laughs> I, I, I guess true. so. But, yeah. But I mean, gaming, the gaming PC you might already have, most people don't already have the VR headset. This but it's becoming more and more ubiquitous as there's more cool stuff like this to do with it and on it. So. It absolutely is. I'm just waiting for porn to get really good in the VR world. That's when mass adoption will happen. As soon as porn hits VR in a big way, mass adoption. I'm surprised that hasn't happened, to be quite honest. So do you already know it's not? Well. Have you checked? I'm not going to say I've tried it, but I'm not going to say I haven't. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I have no further questions. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, let's get off this topic really fast Thank and you. move on. Because I just got off of yours. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> my God. Mm. George, what do you got? Well, (laughs) go ahead and start the timer now. I made a bet ahead of the podcast. I'm going to do my game in under three minutes, and then we're going to move on to John's. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And go. All right. So my son has been wanting to play more games with me lately, and he suggested that we pick up an old classic, and that's what I've been doing for the last couple of weeks. I've been playing Left 4 Dead. John, let's talk about your game. <laughs> well, wait, I have questions. I had no questions about the porn in VR, but I do have in questions the about the three minutes off this. the table now. I got through my part. You only went five seconds. I think we have time. I didn't yeah. need to go more. It's Left for Dead. Yeah, Everybody hardly, knows way it. less than three minutes. So why Left for Dead? Why not one of the newer ones like Back for Blood or one of these other ones? Is it just because yeah. that one is just so polished and you know it so well? Or what What brought you back to it? I have no question. It's fun. I get why you'd want to play oh, it. Oh, yeah. Why that and not something newer? Well, so it wasn't me that brought myself back to it. it literally i wasn't joking it was my son he was over here okay. at our house yeah. one day yeah, yeah. and he's like yeah. dad i kind of want to play left for dead you remember mm-hmm. that game that i used to watch you play when you yeah. were sitting on the couch and we had the xbox oh so he didn't play so it. it's a memory for him as a child Got that it. he didn't yep. get to do now that he's big into games and playing especially horror and shooters and stuff like that yeah he wanted to play it. he's been playing it and he wanted to invite me to play with him well being an old fart guy you know because my <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) son is young and I'm old fart. 
I'm like, yeah, that seems awesome. But I told him at the time, I'm not sure if I can because I remember trying to get Left 4 Dead to play on my Alienware laptop PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And it never would work right. The controls wouldn't map. It wouldn't no. load properly. Huh. I couldn't get in any of the rooms. It was just a bad experience. So I never went back to it. I just, yeah. Okay. I got other things I can play. I went and tried it on this new gaming PC from Skytech that John, you and I both bought. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mo, did you get one yep. from Skytech too? Yes, yeah, yeah, too. So yeah. I played it. I, I Well, first I loaded it on this PC and- It worked. Almost immediately it worked. I did have a little bit of weirdness with the controller because I was trying to use my Xbox Elite controller and mm-hmm. I'm still figuring out how all the like, because there's a billion buttons on that damn thing. Yeah. Trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to configure them, but the bottom buttons seem to be the same thing as the top buttons on that stuff. So I don't know how to switch Mm -hmm. that around, but playing it with the keyboard and mouse, which is not something Mm -hmm. I did back in the old Xbox days, was really fun. I jumped into a server, played for five minutes, jumped back out, did some stuff that I needed to get done, jumped back in. It was the same three people that were playing and I just rejoined Mm. them. So there Mm. are people that are playing. There are tons of private and maybe semi-private rooms that just keep scrolling up in your feed when you log into this thing through Steam. Okay. So mm-hmm. tons of people are still playing the original Left 4 Dead. I haven't even tried Left 4 Dead 2 It's yet. good. It's good. Yeah. I get why. I remember because <laughs> this actually, that does take me back because I think the three of us played it back in the Xbox. God, how many years ago is that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I still yep. remember that time when we like decided to try like the most hard, the hardest difficulty. Yeah. That, that didn't did go for well. like, yeah. we did it like 10 minutes. We're like, oh, this sucks. No, that just no, wasn't no. fun. <laughs> that was too much. This is not wise. It was like, not even fun. <laughs> yeah. No. It was not wise. But when we played no, no. the regular difficulty, it was a blast. I mean, we had so, God, we spent mm-hmm. hours and hours playing that game. Yeah. I so think the fun. thing for me, picking this up and playing it again for the first time that I had forgotten about the original game that was so quaint and brought me back is that load screen. So when you're first starting a level and entering into a map, there's a Mm -hmm. load screen and it's got the four characters on it Mm -hmm. and it's got your handle that you're logged in with as that character, Pac-Man as this person. Oh, right. And I was like, oh, that's right. It's movie themed. Like a movie poster. I completely forgot that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So much fun. The safe room that you start out in Mm -hmm. and going out. I remembered some of the map that I was playing on with the three other people and they, you know, nobody was talking, but I'm like, oh God, they had to hate me because I was just <laughs> like every five sentences, I'm down, I need assistance. <laughs> terrible. Okay, but it was boomer. a lot of fun. Well, the boomer zombie is the one that fucking got me. Was he? Oh, well, there yeah, you go. It was yeah. okay, boomer. You got okay, boomer. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> All right. I'm past my three minutes, but it's not my fault. John, what do you want to talk about in game Still segment? pretty doggone good yeah absolutely <laughs> you know i there's so many games that i'm interested in they're about to come out but okay. i can't buy them yet and play them and so what i found myself yeah. doing is is futzing around more and more on mobile stuff and honestly the game that i found is not going to knock your socks off but it's one of those wonderful five minute time killers okay okay always good to have it's a mobile game it's on apple and it's on android it's called laser overload electric brain I like the title. Yeah. yeah. Now, oddly, on Apple, it's called Electric Mind instead of Electric Brain. Probably something else ah. had that name. Who knows? Oh, okay. But it's a really straightforward game. It has a neon art style. So everything kind of has a little bit of a glow to it on a black background, a stark mm-hmm. black background. And it's a puzzle game. Hmm. You have these little icons on the screen that include like lasers and mirrors that are kind of like okay. wedge shaped. 
and splitters that can take a laser and turn it into two lasers, that kind of thing. And your goal is you need to direct a laser to point at a battery. And ideally, you also want lasers to go through, you know how mobile games are, go through stars so that you get all the stars for the game as well. Those are optional, uh, but you can accomplish it. Okay, okay. I see what you mean, yeah. Yeah, so the puzzle base is really just sometimes you start with one laser or two lasers and there's batteries all over the screen. And in the beginning, it's very straightforward, but later it becomes multiple ways to solve the same problem, but not all of them get you 100% on it. And I found that to be a really fun time killer and it looks really nice too. John, I don't want to burst your bubble, but yeah. we've already played this game. Have we? What was it called then? This was, I don't remember and we're going to need one of our fourth listeners to write in and remind us of the name. Okay. This is an old Amiga game. There was an Amiga game. You know, where you kind moved of, yeah. lasers around yeah, and yeah. you had to get from one place to another on the little map or whatever it was. And it was exactly what you're describing. It was a puzzle game that had levels mm. and you had to go mm-hmm. through kind of like the Marble Madness thing was. It was a level thing that you had to solve yeah, yeah. and get to yeah, the yeah. next level. This well, was a game on the Amiga back in the day. Now, the thing you're describing sounds like it's elevated and reimagined, re-evolved. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling yeah. you, they probably <laughs> saw that old Amiga game. Yeah. Well, the, the odds are it wasn't an original game when the Amiga did it most likely, you know, lasers and and, and mirrors and things like that. I feel like there was a board game in the 80s that had a had like a a, a little like a laser pointer and it had some mirrors Mm. and stuff. Maybe it was in the 2000s, but it's it's not a game that I'm going to say, hey, you've absolutely got to go and play this. But if you're like me, where it's it's either Retro Bowl that I'm stuck on or some other game, you're looking for what's the some other game to play. Yes, it has ads. You can get it for free. The nice thing is you're going to play two or three levels and the ad pops up. And that's when I just go, yeah, I'm done with this game now. I'll be back to it in an hour or so when I'm bored <laughs> right. again. And I never see the ad because I move on to it. If you want to play it long term, maybe you want to pay for it. I haven't had the I have the motivation to pay for it because I play it in little snippets. And it's a simple, pretty mobile game that'll help kill time. And you feel smart in the higher levels when you accomplish something. They're like, how would I possibly do that? And you start thinking outside the box and you think you're a genius. They've written the levels <laughs> for you to feel that way. But I don't care. I like feeling that way when I solve the puzzles. So cool. laser overload electric brain so cool yeah while you were talking i downloaded it so but did you ready yeah so, i got it listener oh we'll give you links for both of the stores sure, depending on what kind of phone you have right hi this is comedian and writer and let's be honest i do a lot of things this is dean Archipotis, the host of whiskey business the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah, right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripotis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. If you're a diehard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. Toot toot, here comes the train. 
here's a toy both you and your kids will like. It's the Shuffle Town Railroad. Kids love shuffling the little people in the train around town, and you'll like the fact that the pieces won't fall out. So picking up is child's play. And you can connect all the Shuffle Town sets to create Shuffle Town World. Kids can shuffle from the farm to the school and back to the train, and the pieces will stay all aboard. Right, kids? Right! Shuffle Town Farm School and the new Shuffle Town Railroad from Hasbro Preschool. Before we wind up this episode, we always like to take a few moments here toward the end to talk about the things we are looking at now or looking forward to between now and the next time we get together to record. George, why don't we start with you? What do you got coming? Well, uh, obviously, the first thing I'm looking forward to is playing more VR games. That thing, (laughs) we've been doing it every Wednesday night at around 8 or 8.30, depending upon who can join and when they can join. We usually have three or four players, which for a lot of the VR games is appropriate because that's about right. a lot of them, they only allow you to have that many people in a game. Some of them might have more, but the ones we've been playing. The next thing I'm looking forward to is a movie called Fear. And mm, I'm yeah. only looking forward to this because when I went to see that movie House Party that I talked about earlier mm-hmm, in the podcast, mm-hmm. I saw 15 different horror movie trailers. I don't know what the hell's happening with our country, but apparently October <laughs> is passe now and yeah. horror month is February <laughs> and January, I guess. <laughs> Because all these weird, creepy horror movies seem to be coming out now. John, you just talked about Megan and now mm-hmm. this fear thing. And there's right. two or three other trailers that I saw there. I'm looking forward to that. But the thing I'm looking forward to the most that's coming mm-hmm. out, I believe, maybe the day after we release our next podcast or the day before, I can't really tell yet. Uh, Creed 3 is coming out on Ooh, February really? 3rd. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was so soon. Yeah, wow. that was later. If you're fans of the original Rocky movies or mm-hmm, the new mm-hmm. Creed movies that have come out, 1 and 2, this is the third in that trilogy. This is the first Rocky world film that does not involve Sylvester Stallone in any capacity whatsoever. Oh, yep, I he's heard not that. a producer. He's not a writer. He's not directing. He's not starring in this film. It is only Michael B. Jordan and the whole new group because Sylvester Stallone had said after Creed 2, I don't really Mm -hmm. have any Mm -hmm. more left in me. Michael B. Jordan picked up the franchise with Stallone's blessing, I assume, and is continuing on. And I can't wait. This one looks like they're doing the same thing that they did with Creed 2, where they're picking up a storyline that's kind of like an old Rocky (laughs) one, and they're reimagining it for Creed's life. Hmm. He has a friend that's coming out of prison that really wants his title. So it has a Mr. T, Rocky 3 kind of feel to it. Cool. That trailer looks good, too. John, what about you? You looking forward to anything? I do. I think I have one or three pretty cool things. The first is a series coming January 25th to Hulu called Extraordinary. The premise of this series series is it's regular world but about a year ago everybody got superpowers oh okay (laughs) and when you reach 18 or so is when you get your superpower and everybody who's 18 or older has it or when they turn 18 or thereabouts they get one government issued or genetic it just happens it's just that maybe it's a fungus i don't know what's caused it but everybody's (laughs) getting superpowers now But anyway, it's about a young lady who is 18, 19, whatever, and she hasn't gotten hers. And of course, it's okay. a it, it's using superpowers as a parallel for finding your place in the world and being uncomfortable sure, and right. that kind of thing. But it's interesting seeing everybody with these crazy powers and she doesn't have them. So it looks cute. Uh, the next one I'm looking forward to is a sci-fi series. You can tell because it's going to be premiering February 1st on Sci-Fi, the channel. Oh, there you go. It's called The Ark. This is an interesting premise. So this is about a long-range exploration vehicle, sleeper ships like Alien. Alien, right, mm-hmm. you, you load mm-hmm. these people up, and so what it is is they've loaded up the all these sleeper pods with all these super brainiac young people. You know, you have like scientists and you know, 
chemists and doctors and whatever. But people driving the ship were just grunts who you know knew how to drive the ship. Okay. Well, something traumatic happens about a year from arriving where they need to be. All the people that knew what were, they were doing with the ship died. Everybody gets awakened now. They don't yeah. know how to run the ship. They don't know how to deal with it. And they're really oh. out of their elm. Oh, the grunts all die. And now all the, the grunts are in charge. That's right. All the nerds, the nerds are in charge. Are in charge. Mm. <laughs> it's like Spaceship Lord of the Flies. I can only imagine. Oh, I saw the no. trailer. Because they okay. don't know how to deal with things. They have to do their own. How do they you know, govern themselves? They can't talk to Earth, I'm guessing. I know it looks cool. Anyway, it's going to be on Peacock as well the day after it airs on Sci-Fi each episode. So. Okay. Uh, and the thing I'm most looking forward to on top of all of that is the next M. Night Shyamalan film, Knock at the oh, Cabin. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Give it up with this guy. No, no, no we can't. No. We can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. Yeah. Knock I'm at with the you, cabin. Can't do it. Uh, Dave Batista is in it, among other people. The premise looks to be that uh, this family is in a cabin in the woods, and these four people show up and effectively say, you need to pick which one of you die. And every time you don't give me someone, some terrible calamity happens in the world, and hundreds of people die, or thousands of people so, die. So, like, he's trying to jump in on the Evil Dead stuff, because there's a new Evil Dead movie coming out, and he's okay. trying to jump in ahead of the game? God Maybe. damn it, this guy. What's that got to do with Evil Dead? I don't know Evil Dead. Maybe. Because it's a horror in a cabin in the woods, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it looks like the daylight, at least. So here's that. (laughs) I can't not go see M. Night Shyamalan films. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, John. It's February 3rd. No, no, I can't. I've tried. It just didn't work. We went anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Mo, how about you? What do you got coming up? (laughs) So... Um, I'm looking forward to a couple things. One is a new TV show coming on January 27th on Apple TV called Shrinking. I don't know if you guys heard about this one. Mm-mm. Same Mm-mm. people who did Ted Lasso. It's about oh, okay. a, a therapist who basically oh, just gets kind of, is just disillusioned blah, 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 and then decides to just start telling people, his his clients, exactly what's on his mind. So, Ooh, just, okay. Yeah, whatever. And it turns out working, I bet, right? That's yeah. the thing. Well, You're a whiny little bitch. Get out of my office. I mean, essentially, Ooh. that's what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so uh, it looks really funny. Um, Harrison Ford's in it too as like that as, mm. as the therapist like his therapist basically the therapist therapist oh, the therapist no. therapist okay <laughs> I mean just the one clip I saw was like his woman saying like how her husband does all these awful things she's like but he loves me and he looks at her and says you need to leave him now he's no good wow. to you he doesn't care about you <laughs> <laughs> you know and so I was looking at it it, looked, it looks really funny so I'm looking forward okay. to that show next thing is a second season of a show called Vox Machina which is the oh right uh, uh, the animated adaptation of that um, right. YouTube D&D yeah. series mm-hmm. that's out yep. there. Season two is starting on Amazon. Really like season one. So I'm looking forward to season two, which should be out by sure. the time this podcast drops. And the last thing I'm looking for, I don't know why this title attracts me, but it's called The Amazing Maurice. Oh, shit. I'm done. <laughs> is it, is it, the is it an autobiography, some bullshit. <laughs> Actually, it's an animated the Amazing thing. Maurice. There's never been a Maurice other than you that's been amazing. So how can they have a TV series <laughs> called it's, that? This has been one or two. Anyway, it's, a, it's an animated <laughs> thing. And Terry Pratchett wrote it, who I really like Terry Pratchett as okay. an author. Hugh Laurie plays the main character. They got this great voice talent in it. Mm-hmm. And it just looks funny. It's about a cat that, you know, is basically a scam artist. And he is, pe- but it's people in the world too. So it's kind of weird. It just looks really funny. The title is what caught my attention, obviously. But I saw the preview for it. I'm like, this looks actually like it might be pretty good. So I'm looking Mm. forward to that. I'll try most animation anytime. I mean, I'm I'm on board to give those a shot. Hit or miss. But when they hit, they can do really, really well. Nice. All right. A lot of cool stuff. Hey, before we jump out of this show, I want to take just a second to thank a brand new patron who has just started supporting us. 
Patrick M. Headed over to GenXGrownUp.com slash Patreon. Click that little button said, we love what Gen X Grown Up is doing and we would like to support you financially. That's awesome. So grateful for that. Every time, every mm. time we see a new patron or <laughs> invariably we see somebody upgrading us or doing something. We've been talking about those yep. in several recent episodes. We thank all of you for your financial support. It absolutely helps us do what we do. And Patrick M., welcome to the crew. We're so happy to have you on board as well. Awesome. That is going to wrap it up for this edition of the show. Don't worry, they'll be back in two weeks with another one. And next week, though, is our backtrack where we pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep. <laughs> we are doing something new that we've never done before, and I'm super excited to see how it goes. Yeah, me too. We picked TV shows. We picked movies. We picked trends. We picked all kinds of topics. We're picking a single seminal Gen X era album, Synchronicity by The Police. Mm. Mm. I expect this one to be a lot of fun. It's a great yeah. album that I remember fondly that we all do. We fought over which tracks we want to talk about. It's going to be a lot <laughs> to enjoy. We hope you will join us for that one. Until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you, buddy. Always fun, man. Fourth listener, though, it is you. We all appreciate most of all, and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown-ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Talking about media we have been checking out since now and the last time we... No, not, that's looking forward. Sorry, let me do it one more time. Three, two... It's like we haven't done this for months. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> we just did it two weeks ago. <laughs> Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.